0: I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate to the threats they are meant
1: to address. That is the Prime Minister making headlines all over the world with his news of enacting these emergency powers. And this whole issue has been divisive from the start, and I don't know how it ends, because we're in uncharted territory here, and certainly the goal for the Trudeau government is to make this thing all go away, but the concern certainly is that this will just further inflame the situation and create more division, spawn further demonstrations, you know, create more distrust. There is a lot of debate, certainly, on if this measure is justified, which... As you've heard me say, I don't believe it is because I don't think that this, uh, I don't think we're at the last resort at this point. But the other question I think we should be asking is, what will it actually accomplish and is it worth the collateral damage it could cause? Dr. Chris Alcantara is a professor of political science and graduate chair at Western University. His research digs into the roots of collective action and intergovernmental cooperation in the country of Canada. Good to have you, sir. Hi, good morning. What's your reaction when you hear, you know, I mean, on Friday we had the province bring in these emergency powers. Now we've got the federal government enacting a power that has not been used, uh, you know, since it was brought in during the 80s. What's your reaction to whether or not this is uh, justified or whether or not you think this is the the right approach?
0: No, uh, yeah, I don't think this is the right approach. I think, um, you know, this is basically taking a sledgehammer to hammer in a very tiny nail, right? the, uh, the, the provinces have all of the powers and resources to end these blockades. And, uh, you know, the, the federal government uh, didn't, I don't think, explored all the options of supporting the provinces uh, for doing this. Like, as you said, you know, Doug Ford just declared a state of emergency on Friday. He didn't give the Ontario government time to actually, you know, use the powers it's it's mobilizing and uh, mobilize the resources so this seems like a almost like a political move to save to save face as opposed to thinking about, you know, what's the best way, what's the most effective way to end these blockades and protests, right? Like the federal government should have been working mm-hmm. with the premiers weeks ago to say, hey, how can we help you and how can we support you to to deal with these protests? And that's how our federal system works, you know, it's intergovernmental negotiations, but that didn't seem to happen yeah. in this case
1: well it didn't happen um and a lot of people seem to forget that uh, it did happen during the rail blockades uh, when there were the indigenous groups um that had uh, set up blockades and shut them down for for weeks um and, and unrest for months i mean um mark miller who was the mp at the time for indigenous affairs i mean he went and and talked to them and and had a dialogue that he felt brought the temperature down and they were able to get the railways back open. That was not an approach that this government was going to use this time. Um, but they set that precedent. Having said that, here we are in this situation where th- this protest group that has been fighting tyranny and what they say is you know government overreach and the response from the government is government overreach. And so it just, I, I don't see how this does anything but further sow the seeds of division.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um uh for sure like I, I don't think will it will it cause there to be more protests and more you know you know will it get bigger no i don't think so i think people are are already going home you know they're worried that the message of the protest is being co-opted by more militant groups i mean the militant groups stay; yeah. those who who are who are, are are more prone to more extreme tactics uh but yeah i don't think this is going to reduce tensions uh it seems unnecessary like the provinces have the powers and resources to do this so why why would the federal government use this? You know, this is as you said, this is there's been all sorts of protests uh, that have been more disruptive and more dangerous, and we we haven't seen the, the kind of uh, legis this 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 act being used. So why why is it being used now?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, when it was in Caledonia, um which I was there in those very early and very, very, I mean, it was, it, I think people forget how violent it got for the um, the town of Caledonia. There were uh, railroads <laughs> set ablaze, there were cars on fire, there were beatings, a cameraman almost lost his life. I mean, the, the people who live in Caledonia utterly lived in fear. And, and to this day, 15 years later, there are still... Um, threats, there are still skirmishes, there are still blockades that get set up. So they've been living like this for a long time. And I think they're probably looking at Ottawa and saying, well, hold on a second, why didn't anyone care when it was anyone else? Like, I don't know if we would see this kind of action. And we haven't, um, clearly, Professor or Doctor, we didn't see any kind of action like this brought in with any other disruption to pipelines or to uh, rail blockades to Caledonia. And so I'm trying to figure out still, what is it about this one? Is it just because it's in the nation's capital and it's now all over the world?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a, it was a face-saving measure. I think you know, I think I think there is a racial dynamic here. You know that it's a those other types of protests uh, had different different kinds of groups involved, indigenous groups, for instance, uh, and this is much more of a uh, of a, a white-dominated uh, kind of protest. And so maybe there's some fears that that the police aren't doing their job because of these these racial dynamics. But even if that's true. It's not. It's not as if the federal government is going to be any better at uh, at pushing enforcement than the provinces. I mean, the provinces are just <laughs> as capable as the federal government. Federal government for yeah. doing these kinds of things. Uh, so you know. Well, uh, well, the know, police used to
1: be sense. good at it. I mean, the police used to be okay at doing these things. We've just got news, and we'll flesh it out a little bit uh, later. That uh, the. the the, um, the chief of Ottawa's police has now since resigned. I mean, it's clear that he yep. lost control of this and, and it was going to be very hard to get any confidence back in, in that decision. However, the police have the tools on the books to do this. And it's the fact that they did not use those tools to where we find our, ourselves because everyone knows that these things can happen with occupations and, and such. We've seen them with Idle No More and those big movements. So how do you see... Um, this morphing or, or evolving, uh, given where we are at. I mean, the Prime Minister inflamed this thing when it was coming across the country. It's now planted itself in Ottawa. Do you get the sense that this will um, maybe inspire other groups to take these kinds of actions? I mean, the left have been doing these kinds of things, but where do you see this going?
0: Well, in the short term, I think, just in terms of the the current blockade, I think we're going to see an end to it very soon, in the next couple of weeks, as, as the Canadian weeks. state... <laughs> I think so. It, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe that's short or long, depending on your view. But I do think it's <laughs> going to end soon because, um, uh, for a number of reasons, because the state is now going to actually do its job and, 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 and enforce these orders. But also, you know, you know, the, the, I think what, what maybe protesters didn't realize is that governments were, were already on their way to removing these restrictions. And in one sense, yeah. maybe the protests yeah. have even lengthened it. The protests have taken... Have, because you don't want to be a government that, that responds to these protests you know, if my if my plan was to remove these restrictions two weeks two weeks ago, well, I'm not going to do that now because I don't want to see, seem like I'm um, bowing to the demand. So maybe I'll wait a little longer. Like, you know, the fact that we see governments reducing these things already, you know, that's going to further reduce the support. And I think you know, a lot of these protesters too are are afraid about some of the disturbing developments about guns and ammunition being found and yeah. and working their way. So I think this is going to in the short term this is going to uh, we're going to see the end of these things very soon. In the long term, yeah, I think this, there's there's lessons to be learned uh, for other groups. That <laughs> That's want
1: to, an understatement. That's an understatement. Right? Yeah, lessons absolutely. Learned, but yeah. on the other
0: hand, on the other hand, governments are going to be better prepared. I mean, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of navel gazing here about what went wrong and how can we prepare. Um, and, you know, we see this with all sorts of protests. You know, over over history, you know, new new groups emerge using different tactics. They're effective at the beginning, and then authorities figure it out. They figure out how to manage those things, and that forces groups to find new tactics. So I think that's what we're going yeah. to see in this case, the same kind of thing, the same kind of cycle, uh, in protesters versus the state.
1: Yeah we'll we'll get the uh the reports the commissions the inquiries and then uh, a lot of finger pointing and then those will go on shelves to collect collect dust. I mean it's interesting <laughs> because the health the federal health minister is coming out this afternoon and what do you know he's going to be announcing they're going to be uh, tweaking and changing some of the federal programs that that were politicized that brought us yeah. to this point and and so you start to think okay stop with the political games don't weaponize this pandemic which i think has led to a lot of the anger we're seeing today where it's kind of culminated into this Vacuum of anger where people feel lied and deceived and and uh, railroaded by the government, which made a lot of political decisions uh, on health issues.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think I think I think politics is hard, uh, and yeah. I you know I do believe politicians that you know they are trying to make make good policy. Uh, but I mean, what's really makes this thing different from other crises is that we're in such uncharted territory, and so even the experts. Yeah don't know what's going on. So yeah, there's mistakes to be made. Politicians are trying to do what they can. I mean, I'm not saying politicians are aren't strategic for sure. There there's political maneuvering involved, but I think the I think most policy are trying to trying to make good decisions and they're trying to rely on expert advice, but the problem is that, you know, the expert advice is is dealing with uncharted territory, and so mistakes are being made and and citizens are fed up because they like easy answers, but, you know, policy is rarely easy.
1: Yeah, there you go. And uh, at times when it gets too political, when you need leadership, you know, you got to drop the politics. But in today's politics, that is a a very difficult thing. Very much appreciate your time on this. We'll uh, continue watching it unfold. There's certainly a lot of developments happening today. So thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That is Dr. Chris Alcantara, who is a professor out of uh, Western University on this thing. So there's a lot of opinions on this.